Hey friends, it's Stephanie here with another episode of Giving Your Best Life. We're on episode number 89 today, and I want to dive right in and start with, if we look at the foundation of giving your best life, it's four things. God is your foundation, one good goal, giving, and gratitude. So let's start off with the foundation of um, in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, and this is from Paul, and he said, be imitators of me just as I also am of Christ. And this is the power of being in the word every day, reading scripture, um, going into church, having a good Bible-based church and pastors that preach from the Bible, um, because we have to know, like, what are we imitating? How are we living our lives? Is it of the world or is it of Christ? And so um, I've actually been studying, I've been using um, through the Word app um, and going through each Bible. I just finished Joshua today. And there's so many lessons for us, even in the Old Testament, of how we should live our life. So that's just your scripture for today. Let's start there as a foundation. Now, this might seem a little like, I guess, I don't want to say counterintuitive. I don't know the word I'm thinking for um, of, of this world. But I also listen to um, successful people, uh, podcasters, uh, watch video interviews, watch shows, uh, go on YouTube and, you know, watch, um, you know, watch clips from successful people. And over the past couple of weeks, I've noticed I had three that I had taken notes on. And um, it was a clip that my friend sent me of Lauren Daigle from one of her concerts. I watched Bradley Cooper on an episode of Bear Grylls, which I love Bradley Cooper. I had never really been a big fan of his until I um, watched A Star is Born. And I think what I loved about that movie is I went in and did a lot of research on the making of the movie. And um, so then I've been really not not just fascinated with Bradley Cooper and his movies, but his process and the links that he goes to to create, um, you know, the movies and live out his passion. And then finally, Colleen Hoover. I'll be very transparent. I had not jumped on the Colleen Hoover bandwagon. I wouldn't even say I'm on it right now. Um, but as an author, you know, we have to look at what successful authors are doing. Um, I don't like that Colleen Hoover's books sold more than the Bible this year, um, but I did see an interview with her with Jenna Bush Hager on the Today Show, and I really loved the interview. Um, I had never really seen anything of Colleen Hoover's, um, and so I I wanted to share some of the things that I learned from listening to that interview. Also, since then, I have read three of her books, Without Merit, November 9th, and Slammed. I would recommend all of them. I know some of her books, um, some people have told me, you know, maybe they're a little more on the, the risque side, but I, I didn't feel that with these three books and would recommend all of them. Her storytelling, if I could sit down with Colleen Hoover and just ask her, like, where do your stories come from? Um, as somebody who is starting to write fiction, I'm working on um, a three book series, fiction, fiction series, 
And so now I'm just fascinated where people's stories come from because hers are very unique and creative. Um, so that's something I learned. So let's dive into what did I learn and how do these apply? I'm really looking at these three interviews from the perspective of that goal. If you're, you have a big goal that you're pursuing um, or noodling on, what can we learn from successful people and how do you apply it to your goals? Um, it, let's just start with Colleen Hoover because those are the notes that I have in front of me. One thing that I thought was interesting was her goal was, I hope to write a book someday. Um, and that's not a really good goal because it's not, the only thing specific about it is that she wanted to write a book. Um, someday is not measurable. So it's not, if you look at the M, you know, it's not measurable. Um, is it attainable? Yes. So it kind of checks off too. Um, is it realistic? Yes, it's realistic. People write books every day. And then is there a timetable to that? No. Um, so I would have to give Colleen, I don't know, a D or a C of having a smart goal, but obviously she accomplished that goal. Um, the other thing too is I think so many times when we go back to like things of this world is we have goals that don't align to what God is calling us to do. Um, and maybe we're doing something because the world is telling us that's what we need to be doing. And um, she talked about like, writing for her is not work. It is still kind of a hobby. It brings her joy. Um, but also what was interesting is she wanted to pursue a career in journalism, but she didn't think that that was going to make money. So she did something more practical. And so I think we always have that, um, let's go the practical route versus what the calling is that God's laid on our heart. So I really want you to think about um, if you're stuck somewhere in life, whether it's your job or just kind of the everyday rat races, is that what you really feel like you are called to do, where your strengths are, where your passion is? Um, and take a minute to write down maybe what those things are and what you feel called to do. And if you don't know, spend a little time of working and thinking and dreaming in that area. Um, also, she talked about surrounding herself with people that make her happy. And because she did grow up in an abusive home, um, and I don't know like all of her story, and I know that her mom, um, I think, ended up leaving that abusive story, which if you've read some of her books, I think that's where um, it ends with us, uh, maybe gets into. But I love that who she surrounds herself with. And that's very important. Um, I was talking to one of my friends the other day at lunch and she's got a daughter who's 18 or 19. Um, and she, her daughter is very grounded in her faith. Um, she's very ambitious, has big goals. Um, but at her work environment, the people that she works with are not like that. They're kind of opposite of her, but she's been this person to try to be an influence and encouragement. But my friend told me is, you know, as she's being that person to them, they're not pouring into her. And she can kind of tell when, you know, her daughter's spending a little bit too much time with them. So I thought that was something to always make sure of, especially as you're pursuing your dreams and goals is 
are you surrounding yourself with people who are lifting you up, encouraging you, supporting you, or are they poo-pooing your dreams? Are they saying, are you crazy? You can't do that, you know, and giving you doubt. I always believe, you know, other people's opinions probably kill more people's dreams than they do themselves because we let people influence us. So make sure that, you know, you're surrounding yourself with good people, people who are encouraging building yourself up. The other thing that I love, you know, this, uh, my whole mission is around giving and making a difference to, you know, one person each and every day. And she has used a lot of her success to give back. And she has a big fundraiser. She has Book Bonanza. Um, She has the book the bookworm box and has literally given away millions of dollars. And so I think that's really cool is if you are successful in life, how are you giving back? How are you using your dollars that um, you are making to give back into your community, into things that matter? Um, I was really interested to learn that she had built a school in Malawi. Malawi is very... um, near and dear to my heart. I'm on the board of a nonprofit called Lessons with Love. And if you want to be involved in something very cool, reach out to me, Stephanie at givinggal.com, because um, literally I can see how we are changing the trajectory of lives and lifting them out of poverty, uh, which will have a ripple effect for future and generations. So I love that. Um, She has a lot of focuses here in the United States, but also internationally. Um, The other cool thing that she mentioned, and I think this is what stops us from preventing us from pursuing something big and scary. Um, If you guys know my story, it took me five years to write my first book, The Giving Challenge, because I just didn't know what I was doing. You have this fear of rejection. But she talked about if she would have known like where she would end up, um, you know, New York Times bestselling author, multiple New York Times bestselling books, um, you know, going on tours, being on TV shows, doing all this stuff is she probably never would have written the first book because it's terrifying. And I think that's why God doesn't show us the whole picture, you know, of whenever he puts a little something on our heart, we feel that little nudge. Uh, We have to have faith. We have to live by faith and just take that next step because I do think if we got to see the whole picture is we would be terrified and probably wouldn't do what God's calling us to do. And so I love that she was very vulnerable there and talked about like, no, you know, that would terrify me. Um, The other thing too is it doesn't seem like she's changed a lot. Fame has changed her. She still lives in the same small town, still has friends. Uh, She'd worked as a social worker and a lot of those people that she worked with now work with her now. Um, She still has a love for reading, which she always did, a love for giving back, helping other authors. And she said she still goes to Red Lobster to celebrate, which I love because that's one place that my husband and I still love to go to. So anyways, those are just some of the things that Oh, finally, one of the other things that I could totally relate to as an author, and this goes to the goals. I want you to think about a goal that maybe you want to pursue, but you haven't, and ask yourself why. My guess is in there, one of the reasons is going to have to do with fear, fear of fill in the blanks. And I've learned in 
I really have started to um, make myself do things that scare me, that take courage, that I ask myself, am I not doing this because of fear? It's often a lie. You know, we know that's from the devil. And um, she talked about still now as Colleen Hoover, is she is scared to go into independent bookstores and like ask them if she can sign, sign their book and introduce herself. And I love that because one, I recently, um, I've been in a local bookstore three times now, three or four times. And every time I've been scared to introduce myself to the owner, let them know that I'm a local author. And finally, I did it this weekend. It wasn't scary at all. She was very kind, gave me her business card. Um, And so anyways, I just think that how does fear prevent us from doing what we want to do? Um, And that knowing even people who are way ahead, let's say, you know, I always encourage you to follow people who are way ahead of what you're doing. So if you look at Colleen Hoover, to know that, oh, it's just not me as, you know, someone who's done seven books and um, nowhere near the New York Times bestselling, but like Colleen Hoover, who is there at the top in writing, she still has the same fears that I do. And so, you know, we're all, we're all human. So that's what I learned from Colleen Hoover. If you've listened to her or watched anything, I'd love to know what you think her, your favorite book is or any lessons from her. Let's move on to Lauren Daigle. Uh, she is a Christian artist. And I saw a video, This one of my friends sent me a clip of hers and talked about um, the pandemic and how God had given her a vision of what, um, you know, her life would be like. And she felt like that was, she was pursuing that. And then the pandemic hit and that vision got tucked away. And she said she had 560 days of stillness. Um, I think the biggest lesson, I know I had a lot of lessons with Colleen Hoover, but um, my biggest takeaway from Lauren Daigle's talk was that she felt like God gave her a vision of what her life was going to be um, and that every decision she makes bounces back to that vision. And I think that is so important because we do have visions or callings on our heart that God has given us, but our actions do not align to that. We're doing 500 other things that are not impacting the calling and the vision that God has laid on our life. And so that was a real eye-opener to make sure that my goals and actions each week, you know, this year, God has given me a couple of things to really focus on. And some weeks I've been really good and other weeks, you know, I'm like, I haven't even touched what I felt like he was calling me to do this year. And so uh, that was a really good reminder to look at my weeks. I talk a lot about, you know, giving your best life is to plan and to plan on Sundays and to plan each day and always thinking about what's God calling me to do, do my actions align to that. Um, and so that that was probably the biggest lesson I learned from her. 
Uh, I'll wrap up with Bradley Cooper. Um, and there was a couple of things that he said on this. One, you know, he didn't have to do this. He actually reached out to Bear Grylls to do this adventurous outdoor challenge, uh, which some of the things he did scared the crap out of me. I was like, there's no way I would do it. And I was just like, he didn't have to do any of this, but he did. And I think that's what separates him um, and those that are successful is because they are willing to step outside their comfort zone, be uncomfortable, do things that are scary and fearful. Um, And he said, he kind of started it out and he said, anything I've achieved in life, it is because I've tested myself, pushed myself, um, you know, of being uncomfortable. And so that's a question back to you is, are you testing yourself? Are you pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and doing things that make you uncomfortable? I think the other thing too, to recognize that, I wanted to share with you is Bradley Cooper's success didn't come overnight. And we do live in this instant, you know, gratification world. People give up very, very early. And, you know, he said that, and I haven't watched his Hangover movies, but I think that's like his first movie that really catapulted him into stardom and to then start getting the roles that he's played now, such as in American Sniper, A Star is Born. But he said he was like banging around Hollywood acting for 10 years when Hangover happened. And so if you're working on something and you're just grinding away, I know even for me, um, the Giving Challenge came out in 2017. So it's been six years. Some days I'm like, oh, I'm not where I want to be in my writing or speaking or coaching or whatever it is, fill in the blank. Um, And then I hear somebody like Bradley Cooper go, it was 10 years, 10 years before he got his big break. So um, I don't know if that's encouraging or discouraging to think, oh my gosh, 10 years. It's a long time, but that time's going to pass either way. So you might as well be working on something that you feel like God is calling you to do. Um, The other thing too, this is why I've gotten fascinated with Bradley Cooper is the years that he will put into one role. So he has a new movie coming out. I think it's The Maestro and um, he worked on, I guess it would be coming a conductor for five years five years, he invested, he said, for 6.5 minutes in the movie. That was incredible to me um, to, to think about investing that much time for 6.5 minutes. So I think it's a good question to ask if you do have a goal, a calling is what are you willing to do um, to get to where you think you need to be to accomplish that goal. So um, if you have a favorite Bradley Cooper movie, favorite Lauren Daigle song, feel free to share it with me. I would love to know that. Um, So I talked, we started off with foundation, with our verse, um, different things as it relates to your goal. This whole section was, let's talk a little bit about giving. Um, If you have a garden, if you have berries growing in your garden or your house, whatever it is, um, think about how you can give that overflow away. That's your giving challenge and a way to make a difference to someone Um, for the day. This weekend, my sister, my niece were here. We were picking berries in my backyard. I picked a lot. 
they picked a lot and I just ended up giving it all to them. Why? Because I have tons of berries and I will continue to give those away to neighbors and friends as they want them. So today I'm recording this on a Monday, but you're going to be listening to it whenever. And my gratitude challenge for you is whatever a day it is, just be grateful for that day. I think we get so caught up in days of the week and it can really affect us mentally and gratitude is all a lot of times about shifting our mindset. And so today I'm grateful that it's Monday. I'm grateful for that it's a start to a new week. I had a good weekend. Um, and so I'm I'm just gonna look at this as any other day of the week. So depending on when you're listening to this, just be grateful for where you are, where you're at, what you're doing that day, and um, you know, what you can what can what you can get done. I also want to share with you, I've noticed um, as I've been preparing for future podcasts, is a lot of the lessons in my book, Uncommon Growth, align. And so today I'm going to read you lesson number 61. And it says, have a dream list and always add and check items off. The items don't have to be significant. Some call this a bucket list, but I prefer the thought of focusing on living out dreams than kicking the bucket. So, um, you know, a lot of things as I talk about the goals, your dream list is just a big list of goals that maybe you're not tackling now, but things you want to do in the future. And so uh, take time to write those down, have it on your notes on your phone, have an Excel spreadsheet in your computer, a notebook where you've written them down. But have that dream list and pull it out every so often, once a quarter um, at the beginning of the new year and say, what am I going to tackle this year? Okay. So I want to make sure that I'm always giving you resources, whether that's books or podcasts. And I have a goal to read 200 books this year and that's read and listen because I am a slow, slow reader. Um, And so some of the four books that I've read over the last couple of weeks is, um, one, if you are a writer, I read this book called The Pack Method for Writers, and it's how prayer, attitude, and confidence can lead you to a successful writing journey, and it's by John Riddle. I really enjoyed it. It kind of reminded me of my books, The Giving Challenge or The Gratitude Challenge, where it was just short stories. Um, So each chapter was really short, but it was from authors, and it was a a compilation or an anthology, I guess that's what you call it, Um, you know, about how writers use those things, those three things to, you know, get the writing done. So if you're a writer, I would recommend that book. If you are newly married, or maybe if you're struggling to married, or if you have a successful marriage, I may have recommended this in the past, but I actually reread it. It's called Ultra Marriage by my friend Mike Bellini. Um, I love this book because I helped with the process publishing of this book. If you didn't know that, I help writers. Um, I either coach them in writing their book or if they've written it on the back end, publishing it. So um, I went back through and read Ultra Marriage. I love it. And Mike shares moments from his marriage. He's been married for over 25 years. And he has a fabulous marriage with his wife, Cindy. And so I always love to make sure I'm taking advice from people who have been there, done that, and are doing it, and not people who've just maybe read about it, or maybe they did something 10 or 20 years ago. So Ultra Marriage for Marriages. I also read a book... um, 
Lisa Turkers has her new book out, Good Boundaries and Goodbyes. Um, she has filed for a divorce or divorced her husband, um, and she has just been in a battle. You, you talk about ultra marriage, you know, which is about like just how you grow your marriage, keep a marriage strong. Um, and then, you know, tragically, sadly, Lisa's ended, and uh, she really, though, fought for her marriage. And this is a book that I've recommended to a couple of people who um, are struggling in divorce. Um, and just some challenging times in their life, maybe even a friendship that you think you need to leave. And um, I really, there's some of her books, I'll be honest, I don't like, or I I didn't really, I don't know. I, I just want to say that is like, I don't just recommend all her books. Um, but this one, I really thought there was a lot of good lessons in it. So that's good boundaries and goodbyes. And then the other one that a friend recommended on social media was Another Gospel, and it was really taking on progressive Christianity and um, what we see happening in the world and kind of how the Bible is no longer the truth to a lot of Christians. Um, And so the author really did a deep dive of, you know, the Bible and can we believe the book and how it was written. And even though there's a lot of things changing in society today, are those changes, you know, should we align with those changes? Shouldn't we? So anyways, it was just a good book, a good challenging book too. Um, I actually listened to that one. So Okay, friends, today as I wrap up, uh, just a reminder, make sure you start each day in the Word of God, have that foundation of faith, prayer, uh, praise and worship. Uh, the Bible verse for today was 1 Corinthians 11.1. 1. I talked about a lot of things that I learned from Lauren Daigle, Bradley Cooper, Colleen Hoover, and how they apply to you pursuing uh, one good goal. I gave you a giving challenge, a gratitude challenge, a lesson from my book on common growth, some resources, and all these friends at the end of the day are just a way to help you to go out and get to giving your best life.